So welcome everybody. This is the Super Bowl edition of Wagers Ragers. Unfortunately, uh, one of our members is unable to join us today, but I do have joining me today is our member from the right coast, Mr. Jonathan Donneth. Hello everyone. And unfortunately, our member from the left coast, Michael Caracosa, could not be with us today. But we press on because the Super Bowl is tomorrow. And we're joining you today, the day before the Super Bowl. So we have the Chiefs versus the 49ers. The Chiefs are the home team in this game. Game's being played down in Miami. Uh, Chiefs are favored by a point and a half. Let's talk about the game. Um, John, why don't you lead us off, and then I'll kind of join in. Sure thing. Sounds good. I mean, huge game here. You've got the offensive juggernaut, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Andy Reid making his second appearance in the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes, who a lot of people will tell you, myself included, is the best player in football right now against the San Francisco 49ers. Have a really great defense, but quietly, not a lot of people talking about this, have had one of the better offenses this year as well. Right now, the Chiefs are given one and a half to the Niners. It's been that way on DraftKings Sportsbook all week. The line has not really moved. Um, the over-under is 54 right now. It was 54 and a half a couple of days ago. And I was certain that the, that the line was going to move up, meaning that the, the Chiefs were probably going to end up giving three or four. That hasn't happened at all. Uh, my initial reaction was that I love the Chiefs. I still like the Chiefs a lot. I do, however, have a rooting interest here. My brother-in-law and his family are from Missouri. So with my beloved Eagles out of the playoffs, we will be um, pulling for the Chiefs tomorrow. The one thing that scares me a little bit, and we talked about this a few minutes ago, is that the Niners, they just have a little bit of a feel to me that comes in and, and wins the Super Bowl when uh, people are kind of looking the other direction. Um, a lot of people have kind of compared this game to the Broncos-Seahawks Super Bowl from a few years ago, where the Broncos came in as the offensive juggernaut. Everybody was talking about them. And then the Super Bowl actually happened, and the Seahawks end up slapping the, the Broncos. Uh, one thing that's a little bit different this time around is how the public is really treating the game, I guess, is that in, for that Super Bowl, I think the Broncos were like eight or eight and a half point favorites. Here, it's been nearly a pick em the whole week. So I agree with you. I think people are looking at this game similar to the, the uh, Denver-Seattle Super Bowl that took place actually at MetLife Stadium here in the great state of New Jersey. Oh, and uh, Real quick, uh, shout out to RU today, going up against Michigan in basketball, ranked number 25 in the country. Go RU. Uh, so yeah, so they're looking at this game similar to the, the Broncos-Seattle game. I look at it differently. So uh, I guess I just see things a little differently. I, what I looked at in this game was, I looked at how did the teams play, putting aside the postseason, how did these teams play in the second half of the season? And after week nine, San Francisco was 8-0. They had their bye early on in the season. They were 8-0. They had eight games left. They went 5-3 and three down the stretch. In those eight games, their defense, this vaunted defense that everybody talks about as being the best defense in the league, gave up 26 points per game. On the other side, 
in the last six games, after they were six and four after 10 games, Kansas City went on a run. They won their last six games of the season to finish 12 and four. So they came in red hot. They went into the postseason red hot. They won their two postseason games. They destroyed the Texans after being down 24 points. They came back on Tennessee after being down 17-7 and took the lead at halftime after Tennessee played basically a perfect first half. To me, my overview on this game is I think Patrick Mahomes is a -a one-of-a-kind player, and I love the Chiefs in this game. I mean, that's my sort of overview right now on the game is that I love the Chiefs. Um, We can kind of dive a little bit deeper into it. So if you have any other thoughts, John, let me know. I definitely do. So taking a look at the numbers here, the Niners, 5-2 and two against the spread in their last seven. KC, 8-0 straight up and against the spread in their last eight games as a favorite. And according to BleacherReport.com, Kansas City has covered more than any other team this year at a 70% rate. So taking my initial thoughts into it and looking at those numbers, that gives me enough uh, basis, I think, to, to stick with my initial instinct and take the Chiefs and give the points. Now, over-under is always a, a tough call, and I think a lot of people will look at the, the way the playoff games have, have shaken out, and you see the, you know, the, the Niners scored a lot of points last week. The Chiefs have been scoring a lot of points. But that over-under, um, now down to 54, I don't like it. I'm going to take the Chiefs and take the under on this. Because before the playoff games, Kansas City games had hit the under in five straight. So my thoughts are uh, it's not a blowout, uh, but the Chiefs win, maybe score uh, an extra touchdown late to, to, cut, to make it double digits. But KC to win, Mahomes to have a big game, and I think I take the under tomorrow in the big game. So, so it's interesting. Um, so you said you know, score a late touchdown to go up double digits. So one of my thoughts on this game was I like the Chiefs a lot. I actually love the Chiefs in this game. In fact, Patrick Mahomes is 7-0 and against top 10 defenses, which San Francisco is a top 10 defense. Now, Murphy's Law would tell you, all right, he's 7-0, and so he's bound to lose against the top 10 defense. But, I mean, the guy's only been the starting quarterback for a couple of years, and he's putting up numbers that are insane. He was the MVP last year. He'll probably be the runner-up this year to Lamar Jackson only because of the insane numbers that uh, Lamar put up this year. But I see it as a close game. And one of the props that I like in this, in this game is plus 350 home team to win between one and six points. I see this as being a close game. Shanahan is a great coach. I think he made some mistakes that he's probably not going to make this time around when the Falcons played the Patriots and he was the assistant coach. But I still think that Patrick Mahomes is just too much to overcome. I see this as a close game, but I do see the Chiefs covering the point and a half, and I like the prop for them to win between one and six points. Plus 350 is a nice, nice value. Good thoughts there. One more kind of like overview thought that I had on this just from, you know, just I, I think one of – sometimes we can get wrapped up in the numbers, and, you know, the numbers are a valuable tool to make these decisions. But I think also just kind of watching the games and getting a feel for how things are going is huge as well. And my thought is this, is that the Chiefs had an up-and-down year. You know, after Mahomes' ridiculous year last year, they had a, you know, a home game, I believe in the AFC Championship game, and lost to the, the, the Patriots late. This year, uh, not as much focus on the Chiefs. You know, Patrick Mahomes got hurt. He missed a few games. They had a lot of injuries on defense. 
They had the Tyreek Hill situation, and then he got hurt and missed a bunch of games during the year. If you look at the Chiefs, especially the way they've played in the playoffs, this is a team that's healthy now. I think they're hitting their stride. They're playing their best football of the year right now. You could not pick a better time, not to state the obvious. But, I mean, I think that taken together with the numbers we talked about before, you know, I, I'm still taking the Chiefs. The, I, I respect the Niners. they got a great defense. Again, they still scare me a little bit because of that. But I'm taking the Chiefs all the way. Yeah, just, just a couple more notes on the game. So if you look at the Chiefs' offense, they have three burners, basically, at, at receiver. They have uh, uh, Tyreek Hill. They have Sammy Watkins. And then the rookie on, uh, at wide receiver. And then they have Travis Kelsey, who is just – you know, it's either it's Kittle, who was the all-pro first team, and it was Kelsey, who was second team all-pro. Both of them, I mean, it's take your pick. I mean, they're about the same. And Kelsey's been a beast all season long. I don't know how the San Francisco secondary is going to be able to match up against those three guys that are basically sprinters, the wide receivers, and then lock up on Kelsey. The question really is, is can San Francisco's front four – where they have five first-round draft picks at the defensive line. Can they get to Patrick Mahomes before he can get rid of the ball to his receivers? That's the question that needs to be answered. To me, I think based upon what they've done since the last six games of the regular season and through the postseason, I think the answer to that question is Mahomes is going to beat that defensive line and the Chiefs are going to score points and they're going to cover the spread, and they're going to win the game, and the Chiefs will be the Super Bowl champs. So those are my final thoughts on the game. And, yeah, let's move on to props. John, go. Uh, something that we had some success with in the playoffs was taking quarterback rushing yards. Um, and I think there's a few reasons for that. One, we had a couple of quarterbacks that have a history of rushing. Certainly Patrick Mahomes uh, has some good wheels. And, you know, for example, Aaron Rodgers, while he hasn't run as much lately, we know he has that ability. Uh, also, quarterback rushing yards, the prop lines are typically pretty low, right? So that means you really just need what? One big run. All they need to do is break one. You know, the protection breaks down. They, they, they shoot out into the open field, and you can get your prop nailed right there. I like it again in the Super Bowl. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, the prop is 30 and a half rushing yards. Minus 143, okay, not great, but – I love Patrick Mahomes to get this number. It's, it's his highest line so far in the playoffs, but he's beat it multiple times. Uh, I love him to get that number. Real quick before you, I get your thoughts on that one, I'm also taking Jimmy G. Jimmy Garoppolo rushing yards, four and a half. Four and a half rushing yards, minus 106. According to profootballreference.com, although Jimmy G didn't hit that number in the, the two playoff games, he hit it in his last three regular season games and five out of the last seven regular season um, games he played. He has a high of 20 for the year. All we need is one of those defensive ends, Suggs or Jones or somebody on the, the, the KC defensive line to bust through and flush Jimmy G out. He gets a five-yard run. You've hit the prop, so I've already dropped a tasty 50-burger. <laughs> this is a tasty burger. On Jimmy G four and a half. Also going to take uh, Patrick Mahomes, 30 and a half. What do you think about the quarterback rushing yards in this game, JT? Yeah, so I love the Mahomes bet. Um, that was actually one of my props. The value on that bet right now on DraftKings is minus 143. 
don't love the value on it, but Mahomes has been covering the over on rushing yards. I mean, it seems like almost every game. It seems like it's a given. To me, 30 and a half yards is, is not a lot for Mahomes. Um, he's going to get flushed out definitely with that front four of San Francisco for sure. So I love the over on Mahomes. Jimmy G, I mean, four and a half yards, that's the prop right now on Jimmy G. I mean, that's, that's, just, that's not a lot of yards. So I like it. I don't love it. I don't know. I haven't really watched a lot of San Francisco games where I can remember him getting flushed out of the pocket and actually scrambling for a run. seems like he throws the ball away or when you're talking about four and a half yards, you know, throwing a half a unit on there. I'm not opposed to that. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I, I tend to look for those, but I think the key is you need the, a good confluence of circumstances with a, with a prop like that, where you're talking about a low number to hit, whether it be yards, catches, rushing, you know, whatever it is, but also some other reason that makes you think that this player could actually have a little activity in the game. Like Johnny Smith, uh, I think was two or two and a half catches for the Titans against the Chiefs. I love that because I looked at his performance during the year and he had hit it multiple times um, and that the Titans were rolling. I thought he could hit it. Similar to here, uh, the prop is only four and a half, so it's really only one run. Uh, the value is pretty good at minus 106. And he hasn't hit it in the playoffs, which I think is one of the reasons why uh, those numbers are what they are. But he hit it multiple times in the regular season, so he's demonstrated an ability um, repeatedly to hit that number. Uh, in the, the Super Bowl, with all the lights on, I can see a quarterback you know, getting nervous and taking off you know, when the pressure hits. And all we need is for that to happen one time for it to hit. So I love that one. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that was my, basically my mantra with, with uh, the running quarterbacks. It's just one, one big scramble. So, I mean, I like it. I, I like the Jimmy G, you know, four and a half yards, uh, the over. Uh, am I going to take it? I'll think about it. Yeah, it's just one scramble. Get out of the pocket, go rush, run up the field, get like seven, eight yards, and there you go, boom. Because they don't count uh, sack yards against your rushing yards. So that's a good thing. Yeah, that's beautiful. Let me get your thoughts on one thing. I haven't taken any other rushing yard props yet. Uh, obviously, Raheem Mostert had the historic game in the NFC Championship game two weeks ago. Uh, that San Francisco offensive line is ridiculous with run blocking, although it was hard to tell from watching the game, was it more San Francisco's offensive line was so awesome or Green Bay's defense just couldn't tackle anybody? Uh, my guess is it's probably a mix of both. Right now on DraftKings Sportsbook, we've got Raheem Honey Mostert. The over-under is 77 and a half, over at plus 100. What do you think about that one? Yeah, so here are my, here's my thoughts on Mostert. Um, I don't like the, uh, the over on the yards. What I do like is the over on the attempts, 15 and a half rushing attempts. San Francisco's not going to give up on the run game. They're just not. And Mostert seems like the guy they're going to give the ball to. So over 15 and a half rushing attempts, that's the better bet, I think, than the yardage. Because I can't, I can't see him having the kind of game that he had against Green Bay. I just can't. I mean, the Chiefs defense has actually played really well down the stretch. And I think they're going to be expecting the run. So I think they're going to stop the run. Uh, but I see San Francisco keep giving the ball to Mostert. So I like the attempts over the yards. 
Yeah, I think I agree. I looked at that number, 77 and a half is huge, I think. And I think coming off like a 200-yard game, I sort of expect him to, to, not, to not have another game like that. And San Francisco has shown a, a, a predisposition to use multiple backs. I don't think they're going to have nearly the success they had against the Packers, against the Chiefs. Although nobody thinks about that Chiefs defense as being that good, I think, as we you know, talked about before. Um, I think they're really coming together right now. And with the Niners having Mostert, uh, Brita is still playing. Uh, Coleman is supposedly going to play in this game, so he's probably going to get a little bit of work at least. Um, so I don't know that Mostert's going to be able to hit the yardage mark. I agree with you on the attempts. All right, here's a couple other that I like here. Debo Samuel. I'm Debo. Who? Debo. I just took mine in. Over under 13 and a half rushing yards at minus 112. He had 43 yards two weeks ago against the Packers, and he's hit the over. He would have hit the over on 13 and a half in five out of his last seven games. You know, San Francisco loves to run some variation on the reverse with Debo. And I, I definitely think they're good. Kyle Shanahan is going to pull a few plays like that out in the Super Bowl. They seem to love to keep coming back to that reverse. I think they do it at least once in the Super Bowl. And all Debo needs is to bust one of those. Uh, and he is uh, hitting your prop for you. Already dropped a 50-burger on that one as well. Mm-hmm. This is a tasty burger. Talking about attempts real quick, uh, Darwin Thompson for the Chiefs, backup running back, rookie running back, one and a half on attempts at plus 124. According to NFL.com, although he missed this number in the last two playoff games, he would have hit the over on this number in the last five regular season games easily. I love that one and a half number, and I love the plus 124. So what are your thoughts on that, JT? Debo Samuel, 13 and a half rushing yards. Darwin Thompson, one and a half attempts. You know, I like, you know, I actually like both of those. Um, I like both of those. I like the, the rushing yards on Samuel. They're going to run that jet sweep with him. And, uh, you know, one and a half attempts for Darwin Thompson. If, he's, if he would have covered it in the last or four out of the last five regular season games, then giving him the ball twice during the Super Bowl, I can see that happening for sure. I mean, where I'm focusing my, my props right now, is I see a great, great value bet at plus 150 for over two and a half receptions, Kendrick Bourne for San Francisco. The rapport between Kendrick Bourne and Jimmy G is palpable. Um, These guys have a great working relationship on the field, and I like the over two and a half receptions for Kendrick Bourne. I think the Chiefs are going to get ahead, and I think Jimmy G is going to have to throw the ball more than you know, six or eight times like he's done in the last couple of playoff games. So he's going to have to throw the ball more, and I think he's going to throw it to uh, – I think Kendrick Bourne's going to have at least three receptions in this game. And the value plus 150 on a $100 bet, I like it. I love that too. It sort of plays into what I was talking about earlier with those low threshold props. You know, two and a half catches. Um, Jimmy G does seem to like Kendrick Bourne, the Bourne identity. Uh, and the value is fantastic. So I'm right with you on, on that one. And, you know, it's funny you bring up value because I have a prop 
a touchdown prop that I love, and the value is sick at plus 600. The reason why it's plus 600 is because it's for a guy who might not play, and that's LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn McCoy and Andy Reid have a long history, obviously, and I look at this. You know, LaShawn McCoy apparently was hurt. He had a great, you know, start to the season this year and then got hurt, was out for a while, hasn't really played much since then, was out in the last playoff game. But here's my thinking. If Andy Reid is sort of saving him for the Super Bowl or if Shady is just simply healthy enough to be suited up, I could definitely see Andy Reid trying to get him a touchdown if they had a shot inside the five-yard line, and I'm expecting them to have a bunch of those tomorrow. So that is a confluence of circumstance that I can see coming together. Uh, and if McCoy's going to play, I love McCoy to score a touchdown. The value is six, sick at plus 600. All right, real quick, just a, one more player prop here I like a lot, and then a couple of uh, game props. Um, Mecole Hardman, another low threshold prop here, plus one and a half catches. He's hit the over on that nine times this year. If San Francisco concentrates their coverage on Tyreek Hill, I could see Hardman getting loose. Uh, I could see that happening. Plus, Sammy Watkins had a great game last time. I think that means he's not going to have a great game this week, tomorrow in the Super Bowl. A couple of game props here. Either team to score a two-point conversion, plus 240 if I'm reading that correctly. Yeah, I love that one. I love the uh, taking – just putting like a, you know, a half a unit on a team to score a two-point conversion. I, I, I like that bet a lot, especially the value, plus 240 for sure. I, I love it. Um, the, the only problem is, if you, according to teamrankings.com, both the Chiefs and the Niners rank near the bottom as far as two-point attempts. What are your thoughts – I'll take any thoughts you have, but coin toss, minus 103 either way. Uh, tails, for sure. Go tails every time. Tails, tails. Uh, you know, the way the coin is, so I, what I heard was the way the coin is made is that the tail side of the coin has more, it's like perforated more on the outside. So it's, there's more of like an outside layer to it. So if it's weighted more on the tail side, it's, uh, it's probably going to come up tails more often than heads. And supposedly, traditionally, in the Super Bowl, tails comes up more often than heads. So if I had to bet the, the coin flip, I would bet tails. Yep, I'm always going tails. Uh, you got the same so, thing? Yep, so I'm going tails as well. Your plans for watching the game tomorrow? Probably staying home. I don't know. I uh, haven't really thought about it. I, uh, somebody invited us over, but I think we might just stay home tomorrow. Uh, my last game prop, real quick. Yep. Um, before we cut this one, sh cut this one out. Uh, traditionally, the first quarter of the Super Bowl is very low scoring, and so one of the the game props that I like is the under in the first half. Right now on DraftKings, it's twenty six and a half. Wish it was closer to like twenty seven and a half. Uh, I'm still taking it because I think that uh, both teams are going to feel each other out for the first half. So I think a low scoring first half is probably going to be. Uh, what's going to happen in this game. So I'm taking the under in the first half of the game. That definitely plays into Casey's um, performance in the, in the last two playoff games where they got off to very slow starts and then turned it up in the last three quarters. So I'm with you on that one. Um, all right, before we wrap it up and get ready for the Super Bowl, um, I'm watching the game tomorrow at home as well. Got some family coming over, got some wings getting delivered, so we should be good to go. Uh, so before we, we sign off, Time to do tracks of the week. 
I'm happy to lead it off here because this is a very exciting week for me. One of my favorite creative people in the world uh, and certainly favorite music producers, Porter Robinson, is returning. He's got new music that just came out. Uh, he's got a whole new album coming out this year, which I'm pumped about. The first single came out this week. It's called Get Your Wish. Uh, it's, you know, I think very reminiscent of Porter Robinson uh, that people love, that his fans love. Some beautiful synthesizers, a beautiful spectral voice doing the vocals. Maybe not one of his best tracks ever, but a solid track. And just to have Porter back makes me happy. So here it is. I love Porter as well, and I'm glad to see him back with new uh, new tracks coming out. So my track of the week came out last year. Of course, it's a trancy track. It's called Awakening. It's by Somna, uh, and on vocals is Jennifer Renee. It's in the Solace and Sean Truby remix. Love this track. Could listen to it all day long. Uh, that's my track of the week. everybody out there this is the super bowl edition of wagers ragers good luck everybody with your bets and uh hopefully everybody wins the money raged good luck everyone out <laughs>